welcome to Off The Wall Radio. This is your boy, Andrew Brown, a.k.a. Young Cornbread, and I got my boy in the studio right now. Go, on, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hey, what's going on, Off The Wall Radio listeners? This is Sekou, uh, rocking with your boy, Young Cornbread, right now. What's going on, man? How you feel? I'm feeling pretty good, man. You know, it was a long night last night. You could kind of hear it in my voice. Yeah, um, last night was crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something <laughs> to say like the that. least. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, all the good people at Test that put together the Halloween event. And you actually, uh, you performed there, man. Yeah, I did. I did perform there. How'd uh, you feel about the performance? I felt really good about the performance, actually. I think it was one of the best ones that I've done here at St. John's. And I think it was like kind of like a, a start to like a bunch of waves that I'm going to be doing pretty soon. Yeah, man. Um, people were definitely bumping at that, though. Yeah, it was good, man. Like, I was telling you um, off the record, like, I was seeing how people were reacting to your performance. Your energy was a big thing for the people. Like, you know, there was people singing your lyrics with you and stuff like that. Right. So it was cool to see, like, you know, people really vibe with you. And you've only been here for about, like, two months now at this point. So, you know, that's a short period of time to build you know, that much attention and to have people be like, yo, say cool. Like, I heard it yeah, in the exactly. crowd. Like, people were really uh, championing your music, man. So that's dope. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. All right. So let's take them back to the beginning, man. Who is say cool? And, you know, why do you do music, man? Um, I think, like, when it first started, you know, it was just something for fun. You know, that's how a lot of things start. Um, unless you're thrown into something like sports or something like that. But a lot of it's just for fun. And, you know, I was doing it with a guy who's my one of my best friends right now. Um, and it was just fun. We went in there and we were, like, recording music and making all these songs, stuff that regular, you know, 10-year-olds, you know, don't really do. You know, um, you usually focus on, like, Pokemon and, like, watching TV and, like, going out with your friends. But, you know, we were kind of focused on this music thing. And um, as much as a, a hobby it was for, you know, me and the people that I was doing it with, it came to a certain point where I was like, wow, I could take this, like, seriously and take it to the next level. So um, at 14, I made my first project. It was called The Great White Mixtape because my last name is White. My name is Josiah White, so I was like, all right, Great White Mixtape. Um, I recently listened to it, and um, it's been a lot of growth. If I have one yeah, you said, uh, I remember, because we actually, all right, for the people that don't know, which is really nobody outside of the radio station, we yeah. had recorded this episode before but it got messed up. Yeah, it did get messed up. <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty much reiterating. We're going to mention some new stuff uh, in this episode as well. But why did you feel at 14 uh, for the Great White Project? How come you feel like you weren't that impressed with it, I guess? I mean, Looking back time, on it now, at the time. Yeah, at the time, that's that's impressive, you know. Like, I mixed the whole thing by myself as well. Um, so it's not like I was just like, oh, let me throw this together. Yo, do this for me. Do this for me. No, it was it was a very hands-on project for me, obviously being my own project. Um, a lot of people were very busy while I was doing this, so a lot of the times I would just go to the studios on Sundays and just, like, record myself and mix it myself. Um, and I've gotten way better at that as the time has gone on, just working on my craft. I watch so many videos online about how to mix this. Sometimes I, I email, like, 10 to 20 mixers per week that I see online waiting for a response. I only get, like, three or four or whatever. But Wow. That's normally how it goes, man. Like, when you reach out to people, even uh, for my radio show, like, I'll reach out to certain people, and then, you know, I won't get a response. And it's like, you can't get discouraged off of that. You just got to keep moving, and you have to keep using the resources that you do have in order to build up your situation. So you, you said that you started off music when you were eight years old. 
what goes through an eight-year-old's mind at the time of like, all right, you know what, I'm going to start making music? You know, I don't even think it was like a thought of like, oh, I'm just going to start making music. I think it was just a thought of like, I'm going to do what I like to do. You know, um, when you're eight playing basketball, you don't really think, I mean, some eight-year-olds say, oh, I'm going to go to the NBA, I'm going to go like this. But, you know, the thing that you're thinking about is like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you go outside, you play basketball with your friends, and you still do that. Even though you're not going to the NBA, you're not going playing for college, but you still do it because it's fun. Um, and then the thing that I found the most fun also happened to be one of my greatest passions, which is why I'm being able to take it at such a serious level and at the same time, you know, have a good time while doing it. Right. And for influence, you mentioned that Slick Rick was a big influence for you. Yeah, Speak definitely. about that. Um, when I was um, real young, I couldn't even tell you what age, but... My mom showed me Slick Rick children's story and, like, people like Dougie Fresh and all this stuff. So I really appreciate that from her for giving me a platform that was, like, so solid and that everybody in the rap game respects, you know. Uh, When I was 10, I was, like, just getting on to, like, Run DMC and, like, you know, um, moving on from their albums while everybody was like, yo, you know this dude Kanye? And I was like, yeah, I know Kanye, but but do you know Slick Rick, though, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think that just gave me a knowledge of the game and kind of, like, I'm learning more and more now, but, you know, just, like, a respect for hip-hop. And that's dope that you mentioned, um, because a lot of people, like, even if they go back and do their their research on, you know, music influences, especially with hip-hop, you see a lot of people that will reference people like Biggie, you know, Jay-Z, Nas, uh, Ghostface, Killer, Wu-Tang, and all that stuff. But they never really go back further than the 90s, you know what I'm saying? They're kind of stuck to, you know, just that mold. And it's like, yo, rap was around before the '90s. It was it originated in the uh, early '70s, and like, there's like, even been like traces of like hip hop roots being back to you know all the way back to like slavery right. uh, era of just you know people being around in a circle just using drum patterns and stuff like that. So it's cool to see that you know you took Slick Rick as somebody as an influence because he's definitely if you look at how he was dressed. Back in the 1980s, yeah, you can see a lot of remnants in today's culture with like the Migos, how they wear a lot of jewelry. Yeah, you know, Slick Rick was known for that, so it's cool that um that you were able to have that influence. As far as uh, recording music, I know everybody has a different process of all right. You know, it takes me this long to write a song, but how long does it take you typically to make a song? and then mix and master it as well? I mean, every song's different. You know, some songs I just get into a flow, and I'm like, oh, I could finish this tonight. Some songs I have to jump back, and it takes me a month to finish them. But whenever I do get into the studio, I like to have an objective, and I want to have everything set. Like, I want whatever beat I'm going to use all set. I want, I know what bars I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to lay down the hook. I don't like to waste any time when I get into the studio. So when I do get in there and it's just me mixing, I feel like on average... Like I did say, every song takes different, you know, some songs are more difficult than others. But I would say on average, like, maybe like one to two hours. like One song. to two hours? Yeah. For, for like, the recording process and then... Yeah, recording process and mixing. Like, I do a lot wow. of, one, like, one-hitter quitters. Like, I'm just like, okay, that's that's the one right there. And how did you get to that point where you could be like, all right, one hour is, that's the time period that I'm working with? Um, Mostly through failure, you know, um, going to the studio and just sometimes feeling a little defeated when I couldn't get one verse down and just being like, man, I should have practiced that. 
you know, when I had the chance before I came into the studio. So I think that I kind of took that discouragement and that failure and put it behind me and had it push me from behind instead of, like, you know, being that obstacle in front of me. Um, and that just pushed me to a level where I was able to go into the studio and just be like, okay, I didn't have any mistakes here, but let me do it again just so it gets, you know, better. And that's what's elevated the music to a different level. Basically. Right. And I agree, man, because that's the failures says a lot about, you know, your character and how you how your career may play out, because you can have a lot of failures as far as starting out. You know, things might not go your way. Yeah. But you can use those failures as points of, you know, learning. And right. then taking those failures and then being like, okay, this isn't an actual failure. I could use this to benefit. And that shows, you know, like you said, you can grow with that over time. So right. that's really cool. Now, where are you from, man? I'm people from wanna, yeah, people yeah, want to yeah. know where you're from, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know where you're from, but <laughs> the from, world uh, needs to know where you're from. I'm from the 617, Boston, the Bean, Dorchester, um, right around, you know, the little field. Um, Franklin Field, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right by man. the zoo. Uh, I used to play baseball over there. Yeah, right by, the, <laughs> right by the field. You know they call it Zoo Hill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I used to play uh, baseball over there, like Little League baseball. Um, my team was called the Dorchester Braves, man. We went yeah. undefeated. What? Uh, <laughs> not, not, not undefeated, but we won two years in a row, like the championship. And I just remember like Franklin Field being a big part of growing up and playing baseball. And whatnot. So that's cool that you mentioned that. Yeah, they got the football team over there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Pop Warners. Yeah, the Raiders, Boston Raiders. Yeah. Um, So as far as like Boston, what type of influence do you get from our city? I mean, our city is a very humble one. Um, I think you know that um, as much as I do. That uh, we're it's a small city. You know, New York alone. Like, how many people live in in just like this city? Like, yeah, we were saying that. Last time we were saying that, like, in this city alone, like, there's almost, there's 8 million people in New York City. I think almost 9 million at this point. But in Massachusetts, the state itself is only, like, 7 million people. Yeah, exactly. And we were comparing, like, some of the bigger uh, differences between New York and Boston. We had to say, like, size. If you look at the size of it, it's like there's more people in one city than an entire state. Right. You know, when we were talking about as far as, like, opportunities and reaching out to people that you could connect with for networking and being in the music industry. Exactly. Everything's here. It's a lot of opportunities are here in New York. I feel like Boston now is we're just starting to see opportunities of people coming out the city and doing dope things as far as like people like Cousin Stiz. Oh, yeah. Stizzo. People shout like Stiz. uh, shout out to Cousin Stiz. Uh, people like Michael Christmas. Uh, Vintage Lee, like, we're just now starting to see, like, these new wave of rappers coming in. Right. So yeah. how do you feel about the Boston music scene? Like, I think it's definitely changing for the better. You know, I feel like before, it used to be kind of like here and there. You got cats like Michael Christmas, Jonah Lucas, um, a few standout people. But now, it's kind of like a whole new surgence of, like, people coming in and, like, just doing their thing. Um, and it's really good to see, you know, people coming out with their craft and, like, just seeing how many people in Boston actually do rap, and you're just like, oh, hey, another kid. I didn't know he did rap, or hey, this music's actually pretty good, you know? Um, so it's a lot more love spreading um, in Boston. Really right. Like and I feel like since we're such a small city, well, not like an extremely small city, but for a major city, we're pretty small. Um, I would say it's good to see, like, the people of this generation, like, they connect with each other. 
like you'll see like Michael Christmas and Cousin Stiz together yeah. working with each other and stuff like that. That's a big thing for our city because if somebody like Cousin Stiz right now is at the top of like the Boston rap music scene. Yeah. So for him to co-sign other artists, you know, his stamp says a lot because people that aren't from Boston, they're just going to look at Cousin Stiz and look to him to see other artists that are coming from the same area. And if he co-signs it, that could do a lot for the other artists. And that's a way that we can build yeah, you know, definitely. off of that impact, you know? Yeah, it's definitely not a, you know, not in a wave hopping thing. You know, I think that co-sign is going to come from a lot of hard work. Um, that was something that I actually think about sometimes and that I would love to get. I really look up to Stizzo, you know, just the things that he's doing for Boston is something that I've always wanted to do just in a different way. Right. Um, right. So I never looked on his sister actually went to my high school um, and I was, um, you know, friends with her high and by, but I never really asked like to try to meet him or anything like that because, you know, family is family and, you know, business is business. And if I were ever to get, a cosign from him, I would want it to be on my own terms. Like, on my yeah, own exactly. Ways. You don't want it to be on terms of where it was like put together, but under like false pretenses. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, you did it under in a way that it wasn't organic. Exactly. How do you now? We were both from the Mecco program. The Mecco, yeah. Mecco program is something that's widely known throughout. You know, Eastern Mass of, you know, inner city kids going out to suburban areas for education. Explain that experience. Um, as you know, you know, you get up really early is the number one thing that um, I would say Mecco kids say about the whole experience is getting up at 5 a.m. and going to school every day. Um, but I think the second, biggest, the second biggest thing would be, like, the people that you meet out there. You know, it gives you a new knowledge of uh, just, like, the people besides Boston. You know, I feel like in Boston a lot of kids have a, a mentality that, you know, I have to stay here, and, you know, this is basically my world. You know, the world's a lot bigger than, you know, just Massachusetts, especially the small city that we live in. So when I was able to go out and see all these people, you know, living differently than me, a lot better than me, um, not only did it give me ambitions to, like, do better and be better, but as well as to give them some knowledge about, like, what it's really like, like, what people in what they would call the hood is really like. You know, a lot of the parents, like, didn't want their kids coming to Boston because of all the things that they hear on the news. But then they see kids like me and some of the other Mecco kids who are, like, such great kids and doing, like, the basketball, the football, and I'm doing the music and such a great role model in the school and this and that. And I think it kind of changed their, you know, changes their perspective on things. Okay. And people in school were, when you first went out there, were they receptive to you or did you feel like it took time for you to, I guess, grow on to them? Um, I think it definitely took time. Um, I was kind of a troublemaker. <laughs> in middle school and like I don't know I got sent to the office a lot I'll just say that I think I was just an excited kid and you know yeah um doing some crazy stuff sometimes that you know might have got a little out of hand but you know once high school hit things calmed down you know I didn't really get in trouble in high school not at all actually and um yeah I was very widely liked throughout my high school teachers knew me students parents all these people so that's dope yeah. man do you feel like with Doing music in high school and people knowing that you're an artist, how did they receive you as far as making music? Um, a lot of people were with it, especially with the most recent album coming out, Darker Waters. Um, but it's definitely been a long ride up, you know. Um, I was only a freshman when I put out Great White. And, um, you know, the seniors kind of knew that, like, I had the potential, but it, it just wasn't quite there yet. 
Um, so then I came out with the second project, Autumn Opinion, and um, that was my sophomore year. And that was a, a big step forward, I think, into song conceptualization and just, like, the production itself. Um, moving on from that, I did Volume 1, um, which was my third project, and that's when I really started to try to get that Seiku, like, character kind of thing going on. Um, and then this one, Darker Waters, was just kind of me putting all three years together and taking everything that I learned from high school and, like, putting it into work. It's a more polished yeah, very, work now. Yeah. Were you always going by Seiku as that rap name, or did you have, like, names before that? All right, so we started with Josiah. Josiah. That's, and that's, that's your birth real name. name. Yeah. yeah. So all we, right. So, like, whenever <laughs> I was on the track, it was, like, featuring Josiah. And then my boy Jay was like, yo, you need a rap name, man. How about uh, Saya Sekou? Because my middle name's Sekou. And, you know, Josiah. So he was like, Saya Sekou. But my middle name is actually spelled C-E-Q-U-O. So mm. when I went with that, people were very confused. They they couldn't spell it. They were like, oh, C-E-Q what? Like, how do you spell it? Like, how do you pronounce that? Like, people couldn't even pronounce it. So um, after, I think it was after Autumn Opinion, I changed it to Sekou, S-A-Y-K-U, um, just to make the spelling easier, honestly. Got you. So you feel like, that when you picked the name say cool that was more organic and that was yeah definitely why'd you switch it from you know your government name to say cool um because josiah and say cool are two very different people mm, um okay. you know josiah i feel like kind of that goofy kind of like sometimes you know joking around but like does his homework does his school work just like being a nice guy <clears throat> and just getting things done and um and trying to stay humble and Sekou, I feel like, only comes out when, you know, he needs to, which is, like, during the performances and during the recording and stuff like that. And it's a very more, like, bravado. It's more cocky. It's more, you know, have more style and stuff like that. Um, definitely someone who would not be well-liked if it was... That's how I always acted, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, so it's kind of like with the, yeah. the Sasha Fierce thing, you know, with Beyonce. Got you. You got know, you, she puts on this, you know, character that fits her performance. And, you know, that's what gives her that live... Kind of feel, you know? Yeah, man. Andrew Brown, Young Cornbread, yeah. man. Everybody Brown, has two two sides, exactly. man, to them. And not to say that it's not authentic to them because it absolutely is. They're just taking a portion of their life and making that into their own character. Right. Now, getting to the Darker, Water, Darker Waters album, what was your mindset going into creating your latest project? Um, my mindset was great, great, great. Like, everything had to be great. Um, you know, I feel like I should have took a little bit more time putting this album together. At the end, it, um, some stuff was a little bit um, rushed, I feel like. Okay. Um, it still was a great turnout, but I feel like if I had just given myself a little bit more time to make it better, um, not in the aspects of, like, the songs or, like, the sound, but just, like, in the mixing and the conceptualization and putting it all together and kind of making, like, a synthesis of different sounds, as well as keeping my own style at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking to do with the next one, you know, basically giving myself time. And for uh, this project, how long did it take you to create? Um, you said eight months, yeah, right? Yeah, around eight months um, from the day I first started conceptualizing to the day that I put it out. Okay. How does that process go from, like, you saying, I want to create a project? Because that's different from you just saying, I want to put out these a, a bunch of songs because... With songs, you don't necessarily have to come up with a theme or a set concept. It's just like you put out songs. So what was that inspiration for you to be like, I want to create this album? 
Um, well, I put a project out. I made it a goal to put a project out every year in high school. So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So this was honestly just like a, a natural flow into like, all right, what's next? Um, how am I going to get better at this in this next album? So this one being my senior album, I really wanted to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to take all these ideas from the last album and try to fit them all into into this one. Um, with that being said, now that that high school is over and I took all the experiences from that, I really don't want to draw on. I mean, those are always going to be with me, but I don't know how much I want to draw on my high school experiences in my next album because um, off record I told you that six songs that I wrote, I actually wrote ten songs, but I only put out six. Six songs that I wrote were about one girl. And, you know, as good as those songs were, High Key, which is actually the most played song that I have, was like the second one I wrote about her. And um, that's just not something that I want to draw from. I want to like new sources of inspiration that aren't going to run out, you know, so soon. Right. And that's honestly like a lot of people try to rush and get back into music, but sometimes you just have to live life in order to gain that inspiration. Like I remember uh, for J. Cole's project, Forest Hills Drive, he had put out like a a documentary, documentary about it like after he had already dropped the album. I think it was like a year after he had dropped it. Yeah, And he was talking about like after he dropped the album, he took some time off, like a month or two off just to like live life. You know what I'm saying? Right. And sometimes that's very necessary in order for you to get your creative juices flowing because a lot of times like when you work so hard on one given project, it's kind of hard to just jump right back in the studio after you just put it out. It's like, yeah. yo, I kind of want to just ride the wave of this project that I just created. So as a creative, it's important to take those times to just, you know, reflect and then possibly gain some more inspiration. And then when you're ready to get back in the studio, you know, you'll have like exactly new Something creative ide- ideas, uh, new flows and just new content to uh, speak on. All right, so we're going to get into um, some songs off of your album right now. Uh, I have a few songs that I really enjoy, which I wrote them down. Um, 100, which is the opening track, I really yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Like my boy said, yo, I listened to this song 15 times in a row because <laughs> I told him, I actually called him like around midnight a few days ago. I was like, bro, you have to check out this dude. Say, cool, like this man spitting the truth. And I was like, man, you got to check him out. Yeah, like, man, I appreciate he's, he's that. He's next up. Uh, Not Around, I like that track a lot. Uh, Real Life slash Fake News. Yeah, I a like. lot of people like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, Woo, I like that one a lot. Elevated Gratitude, which has been, like, in my playlist for, like, the past, like, three or four days. I really like that. And yeah. uh, Ready was another track that stood out to me. So right now, we're going to get into uh, Not Around. We're going to play that track, and then we're going to come back uh, with some more. All right. So this is Off The Wall Radio. This is Andrew Brown with my boy Say Cool. Hey, Say Cool. Let's get it. Please stay tuned. Escape. 
paper from. See me in ignorance, yeah, we've been breaking up. Cause you come to a point where I can't take enough. And I dismiss the little Kevin, I've been faking love. I was trying to make you think my way, nah. I was trying to get you a little bit faded or jaded. Just forget it, like, baby, that's the highway. Uh, I feel in some type of way for you. Oh, man, this is what crazy do. I wasn't made for you. I was just made to do it. That pain, but don't get around. Do you give it up? Had to sit down, he said, boy, you keep on winning. You get women chasing paper, never paper chasing women. Listen, bitchin' ain't the way, my nigga. Keep on making ways, my nigga. Body like a bottle, but just focus on them paper figures. Preach my uncle Julian. Those are just some words to wisdom. If you feel the same way, maybe you should take the wisdom with you. Go get your degree. Yeah, focus on the I'm ashamed, yeah, my nigga got some problem, problem, problem 
myself and I see not a, not a, not a, not a thing. Yeah, my nigga hit the bottom, bottom, bottom on my name. Yeah, the devil screaming, got him, got him, got him. I'm ashamed. Yeah, my nigga got some problem, 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 problem. See, I don't want to live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. I'm living every day like a hustle, another uh, struggle, another day, another struggle, yeah. I don't wanna live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. I'm living every day like a hustle, another uh, juggle, another day, another struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now put yourself in some size 15 in the Seiko mind. It's some fake O3s. Now imagine being phenomenal, but it's your dreams. And you love the damn fact that you ain't low key. Everyone claiming they proud of you. The fake niggas who said, oh, I'm so proud of you. Always looking down on you. Power is everything when you came up poor. Opportunity don't knock, then I'ma fill my door. Beware that you lose the substance. Trying to grab the shadow of the dreams that are rusted, busted. Your family on top over overpaid salary. You can watch the news, but that shit is my reality. And I've been living up. I do myself and I see not a, not a, not a, not a thing. Yeah, my nigga hit the bottom, bottom, bottom of my name. Yeah, the devil's screaming, got him, got him, got him. I'm ashamed. Yeah, my nigga got some problem, problem, problems. Looking through myself and I see not a, not a, not a, not a thing. Yeah, my nigga hit the bottom, bottom, bottom of my name. Yeah, the devil's screaming, got him, got him. Welcome back to Off The Wall Radio. That was Say Cool. We just played two tracks for y'all. We played Not Around and Nada. So please make sure if you haven't checked out this album, please go check it out, man. It's definitely worth the listen. Plug your uh, social media one time so um, people could know where to check your stuff out. On Instagram, it's Saya Sekou, S-I-A-H-S-A-Y-K-U. And honestly, it's on Spotify, you know, SoundCloud. It's on uh, Apple Music, at Seiku, S-A-Y-K-U. Word. And you can Google this, man. Like, yeah, I put in Seiku directly into SoundCloud. It's the first page that yeah, comes up, thing. which is good because that shows you that people are searching for you. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when artists are putting out music, it gets drowned out by, like, a bunch of other material, like, either on SoundCloud or people that have the same name but are doing different things. Yeah. Like, your stuff pops up right up front on SoundCloud, so that's dope, man. Now, getting into um, more so of the music, man, what is your? what do you have, you know, for the future? What do you have cooking up for the future? For the future, I have this crazy album right now um, that's coming out in 2018. Um, the name is looking like My Sweet Escape right now. Um, has a lot of elements that are new and exciting um, that I'm actually very excited for. for Man, I'm excited to hear this project. You heard it first, My Sweet Escape. Yeah, right here. On, on Off, off the, the Wall. wall. Yes. Know, yeah, right you here. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, something crazy. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I think that uh, this project is definitely going to be one that helps build off of what you've already built thus far. 
you know, as far as, like, your fan base. And like I said, man, I've seen it, like, some of the freshmen that I've spoken to, they, they really co-signed your music and were like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. So that's good, man. How do you like St. John's so far? St. John's, it's a great school, you know. It was my number one choice. So when I got in, I was like, all right, I'm going to St. John's, you know. And Word. This is where I'm going. So, um, you know, just being in New York alone has so many advantages, you know, besides having to spend money basically everywhere you go. But um, just being able to be here and, like, take advantage of all these opportunities and, like, meeting people like you running the radio station and, like, people just giving me um, chances to, you know, you know, meet newer, newer people. So it was just really great, great atmosphere, you know. And why why St. John's? Why was this your number one choice? Um, not only because it was in New York, um, but because, you know, like, my grades were all right. I had a 3.0. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't going to NYU or, like, Columbia. Right. I mean, actually, you never know, man. They, yeah, that's true. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But, you know, St. John's seemed like a place where I could get, one, a good education, two, a networking platform, and three, a place to have fun because you're right in New York, you know? Word, word, word. That and that's uh, St. John's wasn't my first choice. Like I didn't really have a first choice when it come when it came to a college selection. Like I was just more so happy to be getting into college. Right. Not saying that my grades were bad or anything like that, but it was just like such an accomplishment within itself. Like yo, I'm really going to college. Like this is an opportunity that like half the country doesn't even get to exactly, experience. Yeah. You know, so just me going to college alone was like a great you know thing for me. Uh, St. John's is definitely a great school. Like, I, I kind of came in with the same mindset. Like, yo, when I really, like, sat down and looked at my options, I was like, you know what? Going to St. John's is going to put me in the best position to do what I want to do, which is radio. And being here, I've connected with a lot of great people, uh, yourself included. Uh, shout out to Tim. Him yeah, again. Yeah, Tim too, yeah. If you don't know Tim, make sure y'all go follow him at him again. Um, he has a show called Dinner Time with him again. Go ahead, man. <laughs> so make sure y'all go check out, check out my boy Tim. He's doing his thing. But um, yeah, you come across like great people, and even being here at WSJU, like I've met a lot of incredible people that have graduated and have worked for great companies and work with great employers. So that's one of that's the main reason why I came to St. John's, man. So that's dope. Also noticed too on your um, SoundCloud page that you had put out a song called Red Storm, man. You trying yeah, to get that yeah. to be the official so- song of uh, St. John's? Um, well, you know what that that song's pretty good. You know, it took a lot of work to get that one on, um, get that approved by the school. Talked to a lot of people, um, and hopefully, I'm looking to perform that song on a bigger platform next year. Yeah, man. Um, hopefully, tip off. I'm working on that. That's um, dope. That would be dope, man. Yeah, sophomore year tip off. That would definitely be dope. Hell yeah, no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, that song, the school really co-signs that song as well. And just getting that one out there, I think that will be dope, too. Now, I want to ask you, yo, I had noticed that you had met Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah. Like, this was a few months ago, right? <clears throat> yeah, it was a few months ago. I didn't even notice because um, I didn't know that that was you at the time. And then I had yeah. seen, I think I was scrolling through your Instagram page, and I was like, oh, that's the kid. Because I remember, like, watching it over the summer. Yeah. And there was another kid that was involved in it. I, don't, I can't remember his name. Eche. That's my boy, Eche. Eche, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my friends I had went to school with, they, like, reposted it because they were friends with Eche. And so I was like, yo, that's dope. How yeah. was your experience being able to meet, like, Isaiah Thomas? It was really fun, man. You know, he's a really cool dude. Um, 
He is only five nine, you know. Like, I, yeah, you, you're, you're probably yeah. like towering over him or something. Yeah, he, but he's huge, man. <laughs> like the dude's, he's like buff. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see why he's like strives in the NBA like he does. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to like freestyle for him. You know, he was putting it on his Instagram live and like having the reactions that you saw in the Instagram video. And then we got to go in the news and talk about it on um, on a local news channel. So. That was even cooler, you know, like yeah. a better opportunity came out of that. So, And that was through the Boys and Girls Club, right? Yeah, that was through the Boys and Girls Club. That was dope, man. That is really good. And I seen, like, as far as the interview with the local news, like, how did you, how was that experience? Um, that was cool, too. You know, a lot of people at that news station, very nice people. You know, we walked in when they were doing, like, their, uh, one of their, like, na- like late night cast or whatever. And um, we got to see that live um as it was happening a lot of stuff that goes into you know making the news work that you would never think about um so you know they just have like the makeup artists coming up to the dude and like doing their makeup during the breaks and stuff like that stuff that you would never see so it's cool to see that and it's cool to be able to yeah get to experience that behind the scenes as far as the future of Boston rap because now you're a part you're a part of that crowd right like, where do you see our trajectory going I feel like we could go a lot farther. I feel like it could really go to the top, honestly, because you know Boston. Number one thing that you know about Boston is a winning city. Yeah, you know, man. We got the Celtics winning. You know, I've seen a championship, and a lot of people can't say this, but I've seen a championship from every team in my life. You know, a Yo, lot of that cities can say that. Yeah. I saw the Bruins <laughs> win, saw the Red Sox win, saw the Patriots win, saw the Celtics win. So it's just a winning city, and like, why couldn't we take it to another platform of music? You know, definitely, and just win there too. I think that we have the potential to be an incredible city, uh, definitely a trend-setting city when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, just setting the trends for music. Um, we got a caller right now. Hold on, we're gonna play some music, and I'm gonna see what this caller is calling about. But um, what track do you want to play off of your project? Let's play real life fake news. Let's play real life fake news. All right, we're gonna play that right now. We're with Seku, uh, and yeah, man. You wanna you wanna cue up the track? You wanna Hey Real Life Fake News by Say Cool right now on Spotify. Let's get it. Alright, here it is. Mr. Pickle, see, why 
watching how they gonna pick you up in the streets or in the trap when you go to war now you ain't coming back no you ain't coming back no you ain't coming back no that's just how they act love love yeah Back yeah, yeah, yeah. Seku, yeah. Part two, nigga. Yeah. Thought I was done. Watch me work. Welcome back to Off The Wall Radio. What you just heard was real life slash fake news by Say Cool Man. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. That song, man. Love it. That's definitely one of my favorites off the project just because of the way that you break down your flow. Your um your cadence to that track is really impressive, man. Thank you, man. It's, it's dope. I like it a lot. All right, man. Before we head up out of here, we're gonna do a freestyle. Yeah, let's. You get cool it. with that? Yeah, of course. All right, we're gonna pull up um, Migos Motorsport. Motorsport. That's what, yeah, that's what you want to freestyle over, right? Yeah, of course. All right, sounds good. All right, we're gonna get into that right now. Let me just hook this up. By the way, yo, we had a caller call into the studio and is i guess we couldn't catch it in time because i was trying to see uh what they were calling in for but maybe streaming's up maybe you never know maybe i don't know but this episode will be going on my soundcloud page Same. and uh facebook as well and youtube youtube well. all that good stuff all right but anyways this is say cool i'm gonna let him do his thing motorsport here we go Yeah, say cool. Peep. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> 
Say cool. Damn. I don't compromise, I just comprehend getting to the bread. Damn. Yeah. Word. I wake up in the morning like a million bucks, feeling like a project. I don't never give it up. I ain't never wounded, but I stay up in the cut. I've been on my wave, what they say. I don't give a, give a, yup, yeah. Mess up the energy. You just a memory, I'm finna go. Like, heck is you telling me? Fitting me felony, I'm about to blow. Yeah, see me with they eyeballs and no eyeball a lot. I call the shots, hit me up with a deep, deep shot. No, me can't stop, cause I'm quarterback then. I've been on my way, 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 way now. I mean, homies from the jump need to stay, stay down. Like, I've been on a way, 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 way now. All my enemies, they up on a way, way down. Excuse my voice, yeah, I lost it. Excuse your girl, uh, but she coasting. Uh, yeah, we coasting. I'm on the wave. Everybody say they paid. Everybody say they paid. Dang, yeah. Out here making moves, young cornbread. Here we making tunes. We ain't sweet escape, yeah, that's coming soon. And everybody knows that I got all the moves. Damn. What? Hey, 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 hey. You got another Motor one? Sport. You got another one? Never been in sport. All right, let's get it again. <clears throat> yeah. Word. Get it. Okay. Yeah. Seku is the new kid on the block, uh When he get the soda, he might pop, yeah When he get the bubble coming up, hey. Anybody talking, yeah, that's what's up When I wear the SAU and I rep the Red Storm Anybody making moves, better see what I got in store Anybody talking this, better know who I am Everybody knows the kid, but everybody knows the plan, damn Seku Shout out to Young Cornbread, Off the Wall Radio. Wish I still had my voice back. <laughs> yeah, Yo, I, I feel I yeah. feel like I'm Funk Flex right now. <laughs> Yo, man, thank you co- for coming through, man, and hey, doing it's that no problem, freestyle, man. man. I appreciate that. That is love, man. And I feel like you know we just gotta keep moving on. You know, keep going on from this, man. We both from the bean, so we got to support each other 100%. And, man, I'm excited to see what is in store for your career, man, because I really feel passionate about your music. If you guys haven't heard it yet, please go check out Darker Waters. It's on every streaming site possible. It's on uh, SoundCloud. It's on iTunes, Apple Music. It's on Spotify. So just make sure y'all go check that out. You got any last uh, messages that you want to say hey, man. before we head up out of here? I just want to say, stay young, black, educated, gifted, hella smooth, elevated, lifted. Say cool. Just Google it, basically. Just Google it. Say Google cool. it so you can follow all his social media and everything like that. But this was the first episode of Off The Wall Radio, the first official, official. episode of my junior year here at St. John's, man. Just please follow me through my journey. And um, hopefully we'll all learn together, man. Y'all, everybody stay blessed. Stay cool, man. Hey, thank As you, always, man. It's Appreciate been a pleasure. It. And this is, a, this is the first episode of my junior year, man. So thank you to everybody. Oh, yeah, let me get my thank yous out, by the way. thank. I just want to say a huge thank you and shout out to everybody that's been supporting me, asking me about my radio grind and, and my radio show, man. It definitely means a lot. I know I've uh, prolonged. 
and I haven't been putting out episodes like that, but, you know, I'm trying to get back into it and, and do some more stuff and add, you know, some more extras as far as, like, video content and more content in general for radio. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting me, man. It definitely means a lot. Um, trying to put out more episodes this year and going into next year for 2018. So, yeah, just stay tuned. If y'all follow me on social media, at Young Cornbread for Instagram, you guys can follow me there, and you'll see all my updates for everything I got going on. And for Say Cool, man, you want to give out um, social media one more time? Yeah, one more time on Instagram is Say Cool, S-I-A-H-S-A-Y-K-U, and then Say Cool everywhere else. Words. So there you have it. Off the Wall Radio, Andrew Brown, a.k.a. Young Cornbread. And say cool. Let's get it. <laughs>